Good morning. Happy New Year. Great to see you guys. Great to be here this year. Let's start our year like we start every Sunday. You ready to do this? What do we do? Love God and love others. What do we say? I love God and I love you. I love you too. I love each of you. Happy New Year's. Glad you guys are here today online and in person. Man, um, it is so awesome to be a church family. And I've been thinking a lot about the last year and the coming year. And, and I can't tell you how excited I am about our church family, how much I love you, uh, how dear you are to, to my heart. And so I'm so glad that I get to start this new year with each of you. And so thank you for being here and thank you for being here online uh, all together. Welcome again to our two-week series, Fresh, the idea that in life, individually, but also corporately, we need to have times where we start again fresh. And the new year is a perfect time to do that. So last week, we talked about new mercies in our own individual lives, where we wake up in the morning and we say, God, this is a fresh new day for you. And today, we're going to talk about corporately, as a church, that this is a fresh new day, a fresh new year for our church. And so we're going to talk about God's mercy for us as a church as we begin fresh in 2021. Look, I believe that as a church, God has an incredible future for us to, in, in store for us. I think 2021 is going to be an amazing year in the life of Jericho Road Church. And I know that it may not feel like it today because most of our church is online. 90% of our church is, is not in the building. You're at home worshiping by yourselves uh, together with us, but separated. But uh, know this, that in just a few months, we're going to be back together. It'll just be a few short months, and we're going to be all together as a, as a church. And I know that some of the introverts are like, no, but yes, we're going to be all together. And even if you're an introvert, you have to come back too, because that's what God wants you to do. That's how the body of believers works. So sorry, introverts, but you're going to be welcomed back in just a couple of months here. And we are going to emerge from this pandemic even stronger as a church. We're ready to, to come out of this pandemic and thrive. As a church, we don't want to just survive, but rather we want to thrive. And, and uh, the staff and I, we've been talking about this for months. We've been praying specifically for about like, how God can you use us as we come out of these difficult times, as we come out into this new year? God, how can you use our church so that we're not, not getting by I don't want to get by, and God doesn't want our church to just get by. God wants our church to be amazing and powerful and supernaturally endowed by Him to do powerful things in this world and to have our lives changed. And so as we come out of 2020 and into 2021, I am so excited for the things that God has for us. Our staff's been praying that we would come out of this kind of thing. We'd come out of this swinging so that we're ready to do the things of God and follow the path that he has for us, really stepping into the growth that God wants for us as a church. And so here's what we're talking about in 2021 for our church. As I've been praying through it for the last couple of months, 2021 is all about people. It's all about people in our church. God's fresh vision for us, it's going to be about people. I could not be more blessed I don't have a phone on me. That's not me. That bling bling back. You're in trouble. Unless I think my son on that one. Like a, despite uh, electronic problems, I could not be more blessed by the quality of people who are at this church. The quality of the volunteers who are in the back, the amount of work that they've done. 
uh, as I've watched each of you step in to bless one another, as, as you've come together as a community, even when you can't meet together. Like, I could not be more excited to be your pastor. The incredible faithfulness that you guys show in week in and week out, month in and month out, is awe-inspiring to me. And it is beyond a blessing to be able to walk with you on your faith journey, to be your pastor. Like, that is such a blessing. And I was just personally saying it like that. I am so glad that God has allowed me to be here. And so when I give our, our first of, there's going to be five vision things for this year. The first one of these five vision things, it, it's based on the idea that, that you are already such an amazingly strong community of believers and that I love you so dearly. And so because of that, though, because of what you have to offer as individuals, the first thing that I want to share in 2021 is God wants our church to grow numerically. I know that we don't always say this, but hear my heart on it. God wants our church to grow numerically. And the number one reason is because that is God's heart for churches. See, God tells every one of us individually and corporately as a community to replicate our faith. The church is God's vehicle for the salvation of the world. There is no backup plan. There's no second idea. God says the church is it. The church and her people are those who will replicate the faith, who will tell others about me so that people can come into heaven. The great commission that Jesus gives, go and make disciples of all nations, the great commissions, you're familiar with it, that requires numeric growth. There is no fulfillment of the great commission without numeric growth. It's impossible. The only way that we fulfill the great commission of Jesus is that more people become Christians, is that we share our faith and that our church grows even numerically. Jesus says it this way. Jesus says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest fields. And so that is what I have been asking and I am asking of the Lord this year. That's my first heart for our church, is that we would grow numerically because that's what God wants for us, number one. Another great reason for numeric growth is it really does help our programs run more effectively. For all of uh, programs that churches run, there's this thing called a critical mass that's necessary. The critical mass just means like there's a, a minimum amount of people that's needed to have something be effective. And so if we have no singers and no guitar players, the praise band is probably ineffective, right? We have to have some people who can do a certain something. And uh, for example, there, like in many churches, uh, one of the big problems they have is they, they can't grow their children's ministry because they don't have any kids. But because they don't have any kids, then they can't grow their children's ministry. It's like this catch-22. They don't have because they can't get, and they can't get because they don't have. Now, luckily, we're pretty set in our children's group, but there are areas in our ministry where we could really see God's growth, and we could see God moving, and, and we see a need in those kind of places. And so to attain critical mass ensures that that people who go to any of the programs really can have a, a positive experience and they can really uh, have the growth that God desires for them from that experience as they're coming into it. Now, our adult congregation, uh, we've pretty much met that. And so if you come on Sunday, like if you walked into a church and there's only one or two people, you're not even sure if the church is starting. Now, as an adult congregation, you can walk in and there'll always probably be 30 or 50 you know, people. There'll be plenty. But some of our programs really do need a little bit of growth numerically. Otherwise, you walk into it and there's like, Imagine you're a junior hire and you show up here and there's like no junior hires or like one junior hire. And like for junior hire, that 
it could be a little awkward. And that's why uh, numeric growth is important, even for our church. Like, I'll tell you, church, we're really close, though. We have generally about uh, between 90 and 120 people who are coming on Sundays, and that's so close to being at that right mark. But uh, for effective programming, uh, we'd just love to see God grow our church a little bit more. And the third reason for like this numeric growth is it would allow us to invest um, in staffing that's necessary to effectively minister to the various uh, widening different groups in our church, the various age groups. As our age gets older and older, there's different needs throughout our congregation. And... Uh, um, increasing even in our attendance and increasing in the amount of people that call Jericho Road home would really help uh, be able to uh, provide for those staffing uh, issues. There, there was one uh, really big faith ask by the leadership board. Uh, if you checked out your budget this week and you turned that in, the big faith ask in the board, I don't know if you noticed it in the budget, is there was a $20,000 faith ask above and beyond what was given last year. And that faith ask was so that we could uh, so that we could hire a college pastor. Because on the board's heart, uh, it was really important to invest in people. Because that's what this year is all about, investing in people. And so they said, you know what? Let's faith ask our church. Let's, let's step out. Of, I, I know it's more than, than, than we got, but let's spend even more than we got, even if we have to use uh, some of the savings, because people are that important. They felt so strongly to make this staff people investment that they put it in the budget so that those staff could then, of course, bless people. Now, you don't often get to see the inside workings of the leadership board, but um, one of our leadership board members is Brian Sean, and he's extremely passionate on this particular point. Like Brian Sean, um, he, he, was, he was like, no, we've got to invest in this staff member. We, the college is so important, and, and uh, he's not a crier, but I, could, I thought he was going to well up in some tears in this meeting as he's talking about it, and... And, it's, and he mentioned something, and I don't know if even everyone in the meeting caught it, he mentioned it, one of the big reasons why he agreed to passionately continue on the leadership board this next session is because of this idea that he wants to make sure that, that this budget gets spent so that our college group could thrive. I mean, that's his heart for God's people. That's his heart for this church, that he's willing to do that. It's the major reason that he's uh, served faithfully despite his cancer diagnosis. And he served on leadership board despite his chemotherapy going on, despite his then radiation, despite, I don't know if you knew this, at his work, they increased his responsibilities and increased his workload as he was dealing with all of those. And then the world had a pandemic too and his kids were studying at home and he was working from home. And uh, he did all that because he loves this church so passionately and he wants to see our people grow. He wants to see our college group thrive and be amazing. And so that's the kind of person uh, Brian Chon has in a, his heart for us. And, and I just thank you, Brian, and I thank you all the leadership board members who are serving passionately for God and just casting that vision out for, for us to grow people first. So cool. And so 2021 people vision is to grow con, uh, God's kingdom by being people first. Numerically, yes, and that's the first point that I wanted to share, but it's not the most important point. I'm going to spend the rest of our time together with the four other point, uh, important points, and those are for people who call Jericho Road their home. So here's God's heart for those of you that call this your home. So we're talking about four uh, more, so five and four more fresh vision statements. Now, I think we all know our mission statement. In case you didn't know what you shout every morning on Sunday, it's our mission statement. 
Our mission statement is so simple. It is just to love God, love others, right? LGLO, we all know that one. It's like been ingrained in our head. Um, If you've been even here three weeks, you're probably pretty familiar with that already. But I don't know if you knew that our church, uh, this uh, just in 2020, passed um, a revision of our church distinctives. And you all know those. Well, our, our our church distinctives are to grow in our identity, family, community, and diversity. You might have heard it in that intro video, the online intro video, right? So that, that's, our, that's our distinctives as a church where our leadership board has set that, and that's our vision for growth in 2021 in these areas. So these are our stepping stones. So we want to grow numerically, but we do it by investing in our identity, in our family, our community, and our diversity. And so I just want to talk about each of those four areas just really quickly. The first one is our identity. And uh, I'm going to share scripture with you that I think speaks to this. In Psalm 139, it says, For you, you were created, uh, uh, you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. So this is our prayer for your identity, that you would, that each of you would see yourselves as God sees you, a loved, forgiven child of God, a saint, a missionary, beautiful and adored. Though you were broken, now you are whole and healed, a hope-filled light bringer. Last week, uh, we used some music to tie in uh, to, and I used a little bit of video clip to tie in the feeling of this. And so I'm going to do this with each of our next four points, uh, allow you to feel it through uh, a sort of video selection I've got for you. And so for identity, this is our video selection. Ooh, I love that as a believer's anthem, like unique, strange, free to be who God created you to be. That's what I want our church to be. I want you to know that you can be exactly how God made you to be. There was one of our youth students who I follow on Instagram, and, and she was uh, sharing something, and she was, uh, someone was saying, like, oh, look how awkward that photo is, or the da-da-da, something about being awkward. And, and, I, and I was uh, Instagram back to her, and I said, you know, awkward is the new cool. And she was like, yes, it is. And so um, I, I want you to be exactly how God created you to be. I know that in, in small settings, like in small talk settings and hanging out in the lobby, Man, I can be kind of awkward. I'm not really good at that kind of setting. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do with my hands or how to talk really. And, and that's okay. That's just kind of who I am. I, I love musicals. Man, I love it. And sometimes during the musicals, I get really emotional. And I can get teary-eyed during emotional. And I used to be really scared of who God created me to be. But I'm not anymore. And I want every one of you. God created you so unique and individual and and weird and awkward and strange. Man, I'm looking in this room, and let's not lie, there are at least five other awkward people in this room right now. There are at least 25 awkward people online watching. There are some of you that are really weird. You got some strange, strange habits. There are a couple of our guys who won't touch stuff, right? Like I understand in the pandemic, but pre-pandemic, they were like, germaphobes like they they won't touch the door handle and they're trying to open the door using their foot with the knob and that kind of stuff like all right that's not weird don't worry but i accept it and i embrace it and i, and I think it's wonderful and and i want you to see that god created you perfectly yes you're weird yes you're strange yes you're different but that's absolutely okay 
That's how God made it to be. And in 2021, I want to fully embrace our identity in Christ, fully claiming our freedom to be who God created us to be. Some of you are so dang nerdy. Some of you are so nice. Some of you are great writers. Some of you are awesome musicians. Some of you are are great at just providing things for others. So flaws and all, we want to grow in our identity in Christ. We want to grow in the belief that God created us on purpose for a purpose. The second thing we want to see in our churches, we want to see our families grow stronger. In the book of Mark, Jesus talks about even little children. At this time, little children were thought of as the lowest possible creatures on earth. And Jesus says, whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name, they welcome me. And whoever welcomes me does not welcome me, but the one who sent me. In Proverbs 17, it said, grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of the children is their fathers. And we see this importance to God about families. How does God describe himself? He says, I'm a father. How does he describe his relationship among believers? They're my children. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. This idea of family is really important to God, and it is best demonstrated in your family. And so God wants you to grow as a family. Healthy families are built. They're strengthened and they're supported by all the appropriate life stage ministries that we have at this church that are going to help your family grow. God wants your family to grow stronger in him. Here's how this feels. Family building, God is interested in in you having a a deep, sincere love for your family and then back to you. And our church wants to come alongside your families in in helping your family get strengthened through our kid venture programs, through that will get back in full swing this year, hopefully having VBS just a little bit later, through our youth kids growing stronger in their programming, in our parenting and marriage classes. In 2021, we want to see your family drawing closer to one another. We want to see marriages that are stronger and stronger. We want to see children who are loved and even your own parents who are supported and cared for. We want to see your family grow stronger in the Lord. Our, our fourth, uh, third, fourth, I don't know what point we're on here, uh, community. <laughs> so we, third, our, our, oh, I can't even count it right now. Growing quantity, identity, family, community. So it's fourth, but it's like kind of third because the quantity one. Anyway, community is the next one we're talking about. I had a Sam Bang moment there for a second. Y'all remember some Sam Bang right there? (laughs) Let's get a little bit older. Uh, Talking about community next here. Here's this passage that talks about community in in 1 Peter. Such a powerful passage. We're different in a good way Together's where we belong We're all in this together Once we know that we are We're all stars and we see that We're all in this together And it shows when we stand hand in hand Make our dreams come true (laughs) That's my uh, cringiest of the videos that I have there don't even like that one, but the, the words read so well when you just read the world. Just try to imagine you didn't just see that. But the, the all in this together kind of idea, and that, that's what community is. 
or that we are better together. And so if you're taking notes, here are some sub-points of the, the community being better, better together. How do we see it as a church getting better together? The first is in fellowship. Uh, in 1 John 1, it says, We proclaim to you that what we have seen and heard, so that, you'll also, that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and, and His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. And so the Bible says, like, look, you want to know a great way to have complete joy is to have the fellowship with the community of believers. Now, here's the good news. In 2021, God wants us to connect to one, one another even more than we already do. And this church, you have a strength at connecting together. We have incredible relationships where some of you all go to vacation together, you're hanging out at homes together, you do Christmases together, you do, you do all sorts of fun stuff together. And so the great part is God wants us to double down on that strength. And so if you have this amazing fellowship connection with people, that is so good, continue it. Be even better in 2021. So this already strength that we have, let's do it even better. Let's continue to have fellowship with one another. Let's look for ways. Maybe, maybe you look to see if there's someone who doesn't, doesn't seem to be connected. Maybe make sure to reach out to them. Have fellowship and grow in this fellowship. Grow in our church. How do we grow as a community? In mentorship. Check out these verses in 2 Timothy. You have heard me teach things that have been conferred by many reliable witnesses. Now teach these truths to other trustworthy people who will then be able to pass them on to others. Mentorship. In Titus 3, it says, Older women, likewise, there's there to be reverent in behavior, there to teach what is good, and so to train the young women. And there's some more things that it's included in there. Again, talking about mentorship. In 2021, we want to have our seasoned believers step intentionally into your God-given call to invest in the younger saints. And by seasoned believers, we just mean old people. So one of the ways our old people could be effective, one of the ways our seasoned believers that God is calling you is to mentor and to care for and to serve and to bless those that are younger in the faith than you. And the third sub-point here is in serving one another. So in mentorship, in fellowship, and in service to one another. And this verse we use all the time in, in Peter. It says, each of you should use whatever gift that you've received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So in 2021, God is calling you to use your gifts and talents to serve right here at Jericho Road Church. If this is your church, then this is your calling. Every single person, if this is your church, this is your calling, that you are serving at Jericho Road Church. And our last point is diversity. Now I'm going to read a passage, and I want you to listen to the passage with an ear for this all-peoples kind of language. And this is Psalm 96, a psalm of worship. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, praise His name, proclaim His salvation day after day, declare His glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before Him. Strength and glory are His sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord all you families of nations. 
Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord glory to His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Say among all the nations, the Lord reigns. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. He will judge the people with equity. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let the sea resound and all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant. Let everything in them Let the trees of the forest sing for joy. Let all the creation rejoice before the Lord, for He comes, He comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in His faithfulness. So here's a call for all nations to worship together, to be together, to be like this. Give thanks and praise to the Lord as one love coming up to him. Now, everybody likes Bob Marley, right? Now, uh, yeah, I don't know if he's a Christian or not, but he's talking about Lord and praying and thanks and giving and that kind of stuff. It's God's desire to be worshipped by all people on earth together as one voice. And we have the opportunity to make that a little closer to reality each time we meet together and we embrace one another's differences and we join hand in hand to worship God. As a church, we, I try to say, like, we never want to be colorblind of people, but we want to be color-rich. We want to recognize the amazing diversity that God has already given us as this church to become the incredibly inclusive church that God has designed us to be. Like, I'll be honest, I have never once heard of a uh, second-generation Korean-American church merge become a powerful, multicultural, uh, I mean, multi-ethnic, bold vision for God's call to unity. I've never seen it. But I keep hearing it from our leadership board. I keep hearing it from our people. I keep hearing it in our heart, in my heart, that, that that's what God wants for us. We're in the exact right place to be this kind of pioneer place. And you started as diversity. I mean, you know... As second-generation church in America, that's already diversity because America is not an Asian nation particularly. And so from this place, God wants, wants us to create a place where everyone is welcome, however and whoever they are. Everyone is welcome and made to feel like they're welcome. A multi-ethnic, intergenerational church body who reflects the multifaceted nature of the kingdom of God. Now that's pretty exciting. That is super cool to me. And I love seeing it happen right in front of my eyes. I love seeing it as we embrace one another. I love seeing it as as we step out, even if it's a little fearful, even if it's a little out of our comfort zone. But it's God's call in our church and our lives. Praise band, would you get on up here? Because this is so good and we're so blessed. What an exciting time to be part of Jericho Road Church and the plans that God has for us all. And so I'm going to ask that you would just pray with me right now, a prayer of dedication for yourself and for our church in 2021. Would you join me in praying a prayer of dedication? God, we give you this year. We dedicate ourselves 
and our church to you and your kingdom growth. We want to step out in faith, trusting you to do these things, demonstrating your power by using even our weakness, every one of our originalities. We love you and we thank you for what you're about to do this year. And in Jesus' name we pray this. Amen. Would you stand and we're going to close today's service and worship together.